It's the week of Monday, June 22nd, 2009, and this is The Relevant Podcast. The Relevant Podcast is your audio companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang, and we have a lively show planned for you today. Here in the studio with me in Orlando, Florida, is my wife, Maya Strang. Hello, hello. On the Skype phone from Loverland, Virginia, we've got Jesse Carey. Greetings, my friends, <laughs> and 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 a f- with a fresh, brand spanking new microphone on the Skype phone from New Zealand. It's Adam Smith. Salutations, compadres! Can you believe, <laughs> listener, how well Adam sounds right now? It, it, yeah, it's shocking to hear his voice that clear. I am. I am disgusted. It only took us almost a year. I've forgotten how much I hate your voice. (laughs) (laughs) I'm getting chills and and my stomach is actually getting queasy. (laughs) I think you just might have the flu, Jesse. Yeah, yeah, I have been around quite a bit of swine lately, so that could have something to do with it. It's a little freaky. I can see Adam staring at him. Yeah, not only does he have a Time Life <laughs> Operator headset, Adam is on the Skype video with a live look into the studio, and we actually position things so he's kind of, his head is kind of sitting where he used to sit when he was here. Yeah, I honestly feel like I'm right there, except yeah. instead of being incredibly hot, I'm incredibly cold. Right, and, and I <laughs> and am sweating. And it sweating. is hot. <laughs> yeah. For people who don't know, our, our studio, like we have this old building where we park on the roof and there's this ramp that goes up to the parking deck and the studio is the wedge under the ramp. And so the roof goes from about nine feet tall on one end to nine inches on the other end. And um, it was used as a storage closet, but it's pretty large. So we set it up as our studio. The problem is no installed air conditioning. So we have this little wall unit, which cools it you know, when you're running it, but when you're recording, you can't run a big loud wall unit. So we have to turn it off. So it's the middle of summer in Florida and we're in a concrete box baking. This yeah, is what can we- I just say that sounds like heaven to me right about now. <laughs> What's the weather there's, there? There's ice on the cars outside. Honest really? to God ice. Oh, wow. That's, That's wow. so strange. You know, here right now is about 70 degrees. Just, just pleasant. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mac. Mac your face. Yeah, well, your day's coming, Loverland. <laughs> well, here, let me tell you what we got coming up in the podcast today because it is jam-packed. Number one, last week we alluded to wanting to tell you a little bit more about Adam's story. And it's a bizarre tale of intrigue and mystery. <laughs> um, and deception. And okay. deception. <laughs> And murder. (laughs) So we thought today would be a good day as any to to fill you in, considering the cryptic allusions to honeymoons and batteries dying last week. We thought we might want to fill in the blanks on this one. 
So that's coming up. Second thing, we have a live in-studio performance by the band Barcelona, which is awesome. And we are going to break it into two segments. We're going to do that SNL thing where they do one song and then we'll do another song later in the show. So that's coming up. All right. So uh, before all that, we got your uh, this week's entertainment releases for you. Coming out in stores tomorrow, music coming out. We've got uh, Deer Tick with Born on Flag Day. Deer Tick being like alternative folk. That can give you Lyme disease. <laughs> Just saying. The band or the actual insect? Probably the actual insect. The, the band. The probably I've both. Heard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we've got Dinosaur Jr. with Farm. Nice. And now I only inc- I only included them on the list because I thought this is really old people music. Oh. Adam would like oh, it. <laughs> well, you called it on that one. Honestly, I love Dinosaur Jr. Uh, we got He Is Legend with It Hates You. Oh. About Jesse's love life. <laughs> no, that's terrible. He's married. He's no, married. I took it back. Yeah, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. <laughs> I'd rather be associated uh, with Deer Tick. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Jesse, Virginia. that's how I've always thought of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Deer dick? Well, just as uh, a parasite in general. <laughs> just as a blood-sucking parasite, that's all. Yeah. As <laughs> one who gives lime. Um, we got the Mars Volta with Octahedron, and, and I did not know they were still around. I was just going to say, are they still cool? No. No. <laughs> around and Much cool. Much like Dinosaur Jr. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey. Easy there, dear tick. <laughs> got the roots with How I Got Over. Now, uh, last night I introduced Maya to Jimmy Fallon's new show for the first time. And she was shocked to find that his in-studio house band is actually the roots. Yeah. And she's like, like, the real roots? <laughs> I'm like, look, there's Questlove right there on the drums. Yes, it's the real roots. And uh, I think that's shocking. just the coolest house band ever. It's the coolest thing about the show. Pretty much. Because his, yeah. his biggest name guest last night, Al Roker. Al Roker. <laughs> no. And the Engadget guy, which Cameron knew. <laughs> yeah, the guy who writes the Engadget blog um, wow. to introduce a new iPhone. That was Jimmy Fallon's lineup, and he filled an hour with it. <laughs> <laughs> and we watched. Oh, I'm huh? sure he also filled an hour cracking up, you know, unable to make it through a segment without... <laughs> You know, breaking the fourth wall and laughing. It, it's yeah. shocking that a guy who was, you know, within the last few years in a blockbuster hit with Queen, Queen Latifah can't get more Hollywood playlists. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's really... Well, he burned through all of his favors in, like, the first week. Like, he had Justin Timberlake, he had, like, Tina Fey, and uh, you're like, wow, he's raising Did the bar. Come- did they come on and go, wait a minute, this isn't Conan. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and, then, and then last well, night... What the heck is Jimmy Fallon doing here? Not, not only last night did, did Al Roker, was Al Roker his biggest name guest, Al Roker was a two-segment guest. Two-segment, yes. Yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> Felt bad for him. I, and well, and the funny thing is Al Roker and Tina Fey are both like NBC network people you know yeah i wonder if they're like putting it in nbc people's contract like oh yeah you got to do jimmy fallon a couple times no i think i think last <laughs> night honestly this is my gut is that they had an a a minor list or a minus list or Whatever. b plus list person lined up and like it fell through and so they're like scrambling for a fill-in guest and they're like well al's down the hall and because <laughs> there's no reason you have al roker as a two-segment guest yeah. otherwise 
You know, he, he was at the craft services table grabbing a sandwich, <laughs> and they're just like, "Al, quick, get in here!" <laughs> they had a bunch of hot dogs, and they're like, "Hey, Al, how do you like a hot dog?" <laughs> That's how you trap a stray dog. You're saying Al Roker and a stray dog are uh, uh, drawn by similar things. <laughs> but yes. by the way, I, I don't know. I'm sure you guys are all watching. I'm a celebrity. Get me out of here. <laughs> Um, it's a staple of summertime primetime television. I'm, I'm sure it's over in New Zealand as well. It's a blockbuster <laughs> global hit. Yeah. Yeah. The world is talking about it. Um, you know, speaking of D list celebrities, oh, um, no. You know, John Sally. No. Uh, I tune in to see what he's up to every week. But did you guys see the interview? Every where- week? It's four nights a week, dude. Four <laughs> nights four- a week. Hey, not only is it four nights a week, it's like two and a half hours. Every night, you know? Right. Yeah. But did you guys see the interview where Al Roker uh, yeah. interviewed Spencer and Heidi? That's what yeah, he talked actually talked about. Them. He talked about yeah, his, was, how he keeps getting okay. in trouble. Like, I guess he Twitters about it or something. And He says he said on Fallon last night, he goes, I, I didn't know who they were. Right. And so he had to find out who they were. And then he was like, why am I interviewing them? And so he was kind of put off. And I guess yeah, that came well, through. God, well, God bless him for okay. not knowing who they were and then for being alarmed that he would be interviewing them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing that got me is like, you know, a lot of mornings, especially now that basketball is over, like Sports Center is all baseball right now, you know? Mm-hmm. It just gets boring. So I have on the Today Show while I get ready for work. The other morning, they had the lady who's out of prison now who uh, took a shot at like Jimmy Carter back in the day, tried to assassinate her. Squeaky Frome. Is she is she out of prison? Yeah, she's out of prison. So Matt Lauer interviewed her. They they're interviewing the lawyers of the the mother in Florida who's like accused of like killing her baby. And you know, and they're lobbing these people like softballs. You know? But they like grill they, Spidey. Yeah, but but Spencer and Heidi, it's like I felt bad for them. You know? It's like Al Rokers, are you proud? Are you proud? Like, how do we even answer that question? Wait a minute. Did you just have a guy that shot the president on here and you're getting mad at me for knocking a water bottle out of someone's hand? <laughs> it just seemed a little ironic. I would seriously been like, I did not know I was coming on here to get grilled by the weatherman. You yeah. know? Roker said last night that when he, he was told that he was interviewing Spidey, he thought, is what he said, I'm interviewing Tobey Maguire. <laughs> Spider-Man 4 and he was probably disappointed enough about that yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's you know I'm everybody teach their own this that whatever but I am aware that Spencer and Heidi Twitter and so if you look at their Twitter they she's quoting scripture all the time talking about you know yeah. incredible church services that she's talking about this that whatever really really being over the top I mean like more than like pastors that are on Twitter as far mm-hmm. as uh, talking scripture and talking about God stuff. So. And then yesterday or whatever this week, they're talking about she's going to pose for Playboy. Right. And, yep. and that she doesn't find any contradiction in posing for Playboy and her Christianity because God made the body beautiful. We're born naked and we die naked. So she's ignoring all the scriptures about lust and coveting and, right. and all that. But um, Do we die naked? That's I mean, it seems like really. only in very special circumstances. <laughs> I was going to say, what kind of death? You know, <laughs> I hope not. Maybe she's planning on getting assassinated. Like, while she's what in killed a- me? 
<laughs> like, what possibly killed me if I had no clothes on? Like, what was the scenario there? Shower? At least have a rope on or something. <laughs> Don't slip in the shower. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, it was lightning in the shower or something, you know. <laughs> at least, at least yeah, a little if, dignity. If that's or... the case, with my dying breath, I'll cover myself with the bath mat. <laughs> Exactly. I'm I'm dead. Don't embarrass me too, you know? Insult to injury. I mean literally. If, if lightning shot you in the shower, you're so charred you can't even tell you're naked anyway. You know what I mean? So I can't exactly. imagine a scenario where you're naked and dying. Yeah. Well, this is how she thinks I things can, through. But we shouldn't talk about it. This is the basis of her faith. Oh, see, I shouldn't say stuff like that because that's judgmental. Well, some people deserve. I mean, I, I, I did. You know, I, I got sucked into the show. I, you know, I, I hate to admit that. I watched when they were on. It was it was entertaining. I, I, I will admit that. You know, uh, but they they seemed you know legitimately sincere about. The, I mean, they were baptized by Stephen Baldwin. You know, is I that baptism? Know. Who am I? Who am I to judge? You know? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see the uh, um, Onion article? Stephen Baldwin's personal assistant promoted to Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> <laughs> um, also coming out in stores, we got Regina Spector with Far. Uh, Regina is also being interviewed right now for the September issue of Relevante. Oh, fantastic! Um, She's a really good interview too. Yeah, we talked we to her a couple her years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And I said to the uh, to the writer, just you know, we interviewed her a couple years ago. Make sure it doesn't double up on on what was talked about. And they're like, well, she has been doing a lot of things for the last two years. There's probably fresh content. So, all right, that's true. Also coming out, Tortoise with Beacons of Ancestorship, Pete Yorn with Back and Forth. I like Pete Yorn. Oh, and I guess that's it. So I didn't I didn't go down with my inflection. He was the last one on the list. I should have said, and Pete Yorn with Back and Forth. <laughs> Um, okay, so also pr- uh, coming out on Tuesday mm-hmm. is uh, a TV premiere that we are involved in. A&E, oh. the A&E channel is premiering uh, season two of the Benjamin Bratt show, The Cleaner. Mm-hmm. And Relevant has been working closely with A&E on this show. Can you believe that? Not like on making the show. They made it themselves. But, um, Where we all act in it. <laughs> well, no, this is the interesting thing. A little behind the scenes <laughs> is that The Cleaner has all these... The premise is that he's this former addict who, uh, to kind of work out his own recovery, finds other addicts and helps pull them out of the pit. And so, like, he's always battling his own tendency of addiction, but he he kind of goes the other direction and work you know works out his salvation, so to speak, by helping others. And so, these stories are incredibly compelling. It's based on a true story. And so this guy really did that. And so there's these incredible, incredibly like, like dark, gripping, hard things, topics of like addiction, recovery, um, hope, uh, I mean, marriage, relationships, I mean, uh, pretty hardcore themes. And so like we're talking to A&E about, you know, you know, one of the things that we do as relevant is like we can look at culture and find kind of like spiritual truths in those things and kind of look at stuff through a God-centered lens. And we really thought that there was a church kind of context to this show, even though it's TVMA and it's not a clean show at all. It's very difficult. And so we've been working with them to actually develop free materials for churches to be able to talk about addiction Mm -hmm. and hope and recovery 
using kind of the show as the basis. And then we, Relevant, developed all the study materials and stuff. And, um, and we've been working with churches to uh, provide these resources for them for free. So it's been kind of cool uh, bridging this gap between like entertainment and actual like hard-hitting real-life stuff and then like applying it to a ministry context. So it's been fun. It's been behind the scenes, you yeah. know, but it comes out finally on Tuesday. And the team's been like, you know, it's been a couple months of like pretty, pretty intense uh, effort. So it'll be a culmination of a couple of very hard months for us, <laughs> hardworking months. And that, that premieres this week, you're saying? Tuesday night, A&E at 10 o'clock, 9 central. 10 o'clock because it's TVMA. Now, I, no, seriously, don't like tune in if you're offended by stuff. I mean, it's, it's a difficult <laughs> show. Right. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, it's a difficult show. Yeah, but, they deal with real stuff. But, you know, there's truth in, in all that, so it's kind of neat. All right, so coming out on Friday, movie releases, there's really just two. Well, no, no, wait. Let me back up. Not coming out Friday. Coming out Wednesday. Wednesday. Because you got you to gotta rev up. This is such a big one. We've got Transformers Revenge of the Fallen. Oh. Yes. One weekend cannot yes. contain it. It has to come out on Wednesday. So it's coming out Wednesday the 24th. <laughs> and then It's because of all the slow-mo. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it'll, it'll, it'll take an extra couple days. Oh. You know? <laughs> and then... Uh, <laughs> That was her slow-mo sound. Thank you, Yeah, I'm so glad that I have video on this. I love the slow-mo I I know. I really feel like I missed out on that. So her arms were flying through the air very slowly. redoing the scene from the highway. The highway, where the thing comes out from behind. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. (laughs) It's true. Great. Friday, June 26th, My Sister's Keeper, the one with uh, Cameron Diaz. Where they bred a child oh, yeah. to harvest its organs to fix the other child. Right. And Maya says it looks good. Well, is that really the, is that really the plot? <laughs> My, it is the plot. Yeah. It is the plot. They had a child who has cancer, and the only way to fix the child who had cancer is to have another child whose organs could be used to fix I don't the know child. Organs, but bone marrow, bone and marrow, stuff. something like that. And then the child, match. as the child came into her own, like her grew up, she decided she didn't want to be used as a band-aid for her sick sister. So then the family has to deal with that. Doesn't it sound uplifting? <laughs> I was just yeah, like, why? It's a romantic we- comedy, right? <laughs> yeah. With Dennis Quaid as Wait, the that's father. The with, that's the one with Jack Black <laughs> yeah. and Michael Sarah, right? Yeah. 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 Isn't that terrible? I just, uh. Jack Black's the sick one. Sounds, I could not think of a worse movie unless maybe you threw like I can't think of a worse movie. That's terrible. Well, at least at least they they were thinking wisely. They're like, what's some light summertime fair that people want to see? Out of <laughs> yeah. If if you don't want to go see Transformers, what type of movie would people want to see that? <laughs> Bone marrow transplants. <laughs> a family ripped apart by a selfish child and one dying of cancer. Mmm. Yeah. I think it's gonna be a good movie. It's a popcorn yeah. movie. Oh, that'll do it for entertainment releases. Before we toss over to slices, uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Poets, Prophets, and Preachers, a seminar for those serious about reclaiming the art of the sermon, featuring Rob Bell, Shane Hips, who wrote um, Flickering Pixels, really, mm-hmm. really good book, and Peter Rollins. For more info, please visit www.robbell.com. That's with two Bs. Or else it'd be Robell. Robbell.com. All right, up next, slices.
You're listening to none other than Deer Tick. The song is easy, and it's on their album that comes out on Tuesday. It's about Jesse. His, <laughs> it's about Jesse's love life. <laughs> um, at the, great album. At the, be- <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, uh, you heard House of Heroes with the song In the Valley of the Dying Sun. And the reason why I'm playing it now, it, it's not a new release, but I happen to be on AmazonMP3.com this week. And they had this entire album available for one ninety nine for one day only. And this wow. is why you got to so go to Amazon MP three. It's brand new releases. Like when I bought Most Def, the day it came out it was three ninety nine. Wow! And and like every day they have a one ninety nine album and stuff like that. And you, iTunes just doesn't do that. I'm just sorry. I you're iTunes just, you're is just sorry. I'm sorry that I am an <laughs> Apple fan and iTunes is getting left behind by innovative retailers like Amazon MP three. Yeah. That's where I buy my music now. So House of Heroes in the va- Valley of the Dying Sun. Um, so now, Slices. Here we go. Who's up first? Jesse? Sure. There you go. Well, you know, you were just mentioning that you're a big Apple fan. I'm sure you, know, you and I are both iPhone. Adam, you too. You have an iPhone. Um, well, I did. Going. I, <laughs> I've, did. I've lost three, and I currently am phoneless until the new one. Man. I pre-ordered and the new I one, live though. in New Zealand where iPhones cost a lot of money, and so I have some, like, five-year-old cell phone that someone gave me for free. Oh, Are you well. homeless? <laughs> <laughs> That's a backdrop behind him. It's not a real house. Yeah. yeah. He snuck into a coffee shop. Yeah, you're not in New Zealand, are you, Adam? That's why he was in a car last week. <laughs> <laughs> He's living in the car. He's in the yeah, car I'm not stealing homeless. internet from someone's house. Yeah. <laughs> Those people I said were my friends were actually police officers. <laughs> they know me, though. New Zealand has the nicest police officers ever. You know, they actually do. <laughs> that does not so, surprise me. Yeah, I can't imagine crimes very high there. Well, I mean, what could there possibly be to steal? Sheep. the local kids run around and and tip them over and shear them right now you guys are alienating the literally tens of fans we have here (laughs) we didn't want them anyway Um, (laughs) good mission accomplished all right (laughs) so maya you'll appreciate this slice then or if i don't know if you guys are are kindle readers or have any of these new fangled electronic book readers uh, I know Sony has one, and you know there's all kinds of cool ways you can read books now, other than having to actually read a book. Um, Subscribe but, to Relevant, only ten dollars now at Relevant. <laughs> oh. and, and this product would actually work with Relevant too, okay. because uh, basically there's a company right now that you know a lot of people that when you have these electronic readers, you, you there's elements of the, of reading a book that you miss. And part of that is is the smell of a, of a good book, you know that freshly bound paper smell, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or uh, maybe a musty old classic. That's like wow. That's this what is, Maya calls me. <laughs> yeah, that's my motto: musty old classic. <laughs> There's also one that you say you wanted. These are sprays that you can spray onto your electronic to give it a good smell when you read. Uh, there are also one that's called Ooh, you have cats. So as a gift, I'm buying all of you. Ooh, you have cats. (laughs) 
That's funny. You know, nice. hey, it's pretty pretty innovative product, I guess. I don't really know how they would how they would sell, but uh, that's weird. You know, what are they going to think of next, guys? Or why didn't we think of that? Is the question yeah. I should be asking. People are going to make money off of that. We should have come up with it. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I actually have a tech slice too. Um, well, his was kind of a retro analog slice because it was yeah. helping you go back to the analog smells. Well, this this will almost seem like a retro analog slice. How many of you have uh, you know been playing a, a video game and you get to that one chasm that you just can't jump across, no matter how many times you try? And uh, it's basically like just shoving an ice pick deeper and deeper into your soul every time you don't make it. Like, uh, for instance, have you ever seen that YouTube video of a, the guy playing the really hard levels on Mario and yeah. be, just coming, like, increasingly unglued as he yeah. goes on? Hey, Adam, um, can I break in one sec? I don't, I don't know uh, where you found this slice, but Game Genie has been out for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? You don't need one anymore because <laughs> Nintendo is actually building it into their game system. It's called the Kind Code, right? Huh. Which will make its first appearance in the new Super Mario Brothers for Wii. And essentially, rather than forcing you to, you know, actually live up to the challenges the game presents, you can uh, you can pause play. And allow the game to take over and play itself on demo mode through the rough patches. Oh, and so, wow. So it's like Nintendo has now offered us the opportunity to become so lazy that we don't even play <laughs> games. We watch the games play themselves for us. I was going to say, what could possibly be more lazy than playing Super Mario Brothers? Yeah, <laughs> watching the game play Super Mario Brothers. This is a foreshadowing of what happened in Wally. Yeah, it's like Wii was all about getting people active while playing video games and they've released possibly the most passive <laughs> patch you possibly could for me it didn't really take long for the novelty of we to to kind of wear off like yeah i'm running around a box i'm playing tennis it's like then i'm like i want to play video games you know i don't feel like sweating <laughs> you know <laughs> That's how I get my musty old classic smell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I what I, I want to feel games. like I'm working out, I play Xbox and spray myself with musty old classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as good. <laughs> All right, Maya. Um, well, this past Tuesday, uh, Barack Obama was sitting down and doing an interview, and in the middle of it, um, a fly came in. Did you guys see this? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It is like yeah, yeah. tantric. I mean, it is like seriously like I meditate on this clip. <laughs> yeah. It is amazing. Yeah. It is Jedi. It, it is, is Jedi. Jedi. It is. I mean, he just sits there. It's like, la, 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 fly. And then, droom. <laughs> he just like focuses in and the hand raises. Like, whack. Oh, uh, so you, know, you know there was like... Like a, I, I picture like Kim Jong Il, like in North Korea, yeah. like he's asleep in his bed, and the phone rings, and they're like, "Sir, you've got to see this." And he marches down <laughs> to a board, and all these guys are sitting at a table, and they put that on the screen, and he's just like, "Oh no!" Yeah, I, he's I, like, Dis- "Discontinue the nuclear program immediately." <laughs> I, I really feel like this could be a foreshadowing of his foreign policy because he right now he's playing nice. Oh, get out of here, pesky fly! La 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 la. If you wait too long. You, he's going to smack the bejesus out of Iran and North Korea. <laughs> yeah. He's trying to be nice and give them the chance to shoo away on their own. Oh, you watch. They're going to be lying dead upside down on the floor in front of an interviewer. And 
And, about two no, minutes. I'm, I'm telling you, that, and that, that if was I could just transition a, back into where Maya is almost certainly going with this. Who will step in with complaints? Yes, my my uh, slice is that PETA has now complained that Un- Barack Obama swatted yeah. and killed a fly on national television. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> but yeah. that's a, uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals. A fly is not an animal. Uh, they say they support the most compassion for even the most curious, smallest, and least sympathetic animals. So, well, so they, none of them have pest control in their homes. I was going to yeah, say, so where did the, does, does it even stop them's... on the germ level? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So they're not allowed like, to bathe. Do you, va- do you vaccinate? <laughs> yeah. Like, I want to see one of them attacked by Africanized bees and see if they don't <laughs> swat at them ineffectually while running and screaming. Oh. Now, they didn't try and Hypocrites. be too over the top about it, but they are sending uh, the president a catch-a-bug humane bug catcher, which will allow him to trap flies um, and then release them outside. So Which will allow him to trap flies and swat them at his own leisure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so he should be sitting there on his television interviews or meeting with heads of state, carrying his little humane catch bug yeah. catcher. Catch a bug. Yeah, we're going to look real tough. Yeah. In, on the world stage with that thing. Yeah, North Korea is going to bomb the crap out of San Francisco. Now, I I hope that he holds press conferences just to swat bugs. You know, just like, you know, here's this humane bug catcher that PETA got me. Thank you. And then he just puts the bugs on his podium and just swats them in succession. And then just stares at the camera wordlessly for five minutes and then it cuts to black. Don't mess with America. (laughs) I I don't know about you guys. I'm pumped for the State of the Union this year. Like most of the time, I'm like, oh, Borophil, you know, but... Who knows what Obama's going to do? <laughs> He's going to. He may out. transform into a robot. <laughs> <laughs> I watched. I rewound it and watched it so many times. Like I studied it. I, I seriously was inspired by the way he was able to focus in and block out all the distractions. Think about what was going on in that room. There's yeah. lights. Yeah. There's heat. There's people. There's catering. There's all this stuff. No, he focused in, took care of the problem at hand, and took care of it with complete resolution. You know what I mean? I mean. I'm inspired. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a, it's an analogy for his administration. You know? <laughs> yeah. You think really? he's just kind of farting around, swatting at the fly, and then just wait. Yeah. All of a sudden, yeah. Just pure efficiency. <laughs> so this fly was able to get in the White House. So you could make a bug, like a computer bug that's a fly to get in the White House to get information. Or a, just or a spy camera. But it won't last long. Let them send them in. Yeah. <laughs> we have a defense for that. <laughs> it's called Obama. <laughs> Maybe I feel it. a sudden wave of patriotism. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Well, uh, we got a lot still to come. This is going to be a long uh, podcast. Settle in, uh, get a good beverage, maybe a kettle corn, fresh mm. pop kettle corn. Yeah. And, uh, Spray your computer down with musty old smell. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of our studio right now. <laughs> It'll be like you're here with us. Turn your AC off and sit <laughs> yeah. in the hot room. <laughs> Go find a closet in your house, turn off the AC, and sweat with us. It's the Relevant Podcast. Up next, Barcelona.
You're listening to Grizzly Bear. The song is Two Weeks from their album Vecatimist. Vecatimist? Vecatim. So that's Two Weeks by Grizzly Bear. Um, today's music performance is actually brought to you by a sponsor. It's uh, James River Masters Commission. Are you looking for a chance to deepen your walk with God? Would you like to earn college credit while experiencing hands-on ministry? Then think about applying to the James River Masters Commission. You can check them out at jrmconline.com. There you go. Recently, Barcelona came through our studios. They are a uh, band from Seattle, Washington. They consist of Brian Fennell on vocals, Chris Bristol on guitar, and Rhett Stonelake on drums. Their current album is Absolutes on Universal Motown Records. Motown does not sound like it used to. <laughs> They're on tour right now this summer with Copeland. And you can check them out at myspace.com slash Barcelona. Without any further ado, here is Barcelona. Oh, oh, oh. 
Listening to Barcelona. You can check them out at myspace.com slash Barcelona. And other songs coming up later. From a word I must be one in the name of truth. With our soldiers so brave, your freedom we will save. With our rifles and grenades and some help from. You're listening to Iron and Wine. The song is Love Vigilantes from their album Around the Well. And I chose this song specifically for what we're about to talk about. Love Love Vigilantes. Um, Many of you might, I don't know if you listened, I don't know if you missed it. There's this thing that happened last fall, this spring, whatever, where all of a sudden Adam was here in Orlando. Mm-hmm. One day he announces that there's a reason that he's leaving Orlando. Mm-hmm. He moves to New Zealand. He comes back onto the podcast from New Zealand. Everything later he gets a mic. Everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> Each of these is interesting. So you're track. actually hearing me for the first time. Uh, yeah. Um. Uh, eight months later, he gets a mic. He also gets married. What? He gets a mic and a wife. One week. <laughs> He's a love vigilante, and and now I I wanted I wanted to give Adam the opportunity of kind of telling everybody a um, a public safe version of his story. <laughs> well, he is a love vigilante. There's a lot of stuff we can't talk about. <laughs> but sure. Adam, Adam, why don't you uh, why don't you tell people who kind of don't know your journey because this is a very happy ending and we're all so excited for you and I just want to let everybody it in really on is. how you're it doing. Really, it's a very happy ending. Um, yeah, a couple years ago, uh, gosh, it's, it actually is coming up on a couple of years ago. Uh, I went through uh, a divorce, which was not very fun uh, to say the least. You know, it was incredibly painful at the time. It was something that just kind of uh, blindsided me, something I wasn't expecting and uh, without going into too much detail, something I didn't choose. Um, and at that point, I kind of, uh, you know, tried to stick it out as well as I could in Orlando for quite a while. And, uh, then just got to a point where I was like, you know, I, I just feel the need for a change, you know, not in any way thinking, oh, I can run from my problems. Just thinking, you know, it might be good to have a fresh start, fresh scenery. Hanging out um, with the sheep. I'm sorry? Hanging out with sheep. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I thought, what better place to do that than New Zealand? I mean, Flight of the Concords is funny. It must be cool there. <laughs> they talk if it up so much. If you're wanting new scenery, you pretty much went to where all of it is. Right. Yeah, essentially. Essentially. I thought, okay, I want a change of pace. I want new scenery. How can I get the most for my money? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I decided to come to New Zealand. And indeed, I will say in one day, you can drive through every possible landscape you can imagine in New Zealand. Driving down. Uh, Tar pit? From, uh, uh, <laughs> there, there, well, I'm yeah, imagining there a landscape big, of tar pit. Uh, yeah, yeah there, there is a, a big geothermal spot on the way between uh, Auckland and Wellington. That's unbelievable. But yeah, driving down this last time from Auckland to Wellington, uh, you know, you go through rolling fields, you go through mountains, and all of a sudden you turn a corner and you're in the desert. No joke. I simply the really? desert. Only it's high desert, and so it's really cold. So last time I came through, it was like snowing so hard you could barely see um i'm trying to think of another landscape (laughs) a sea Um, of nothing but dead crab (laughs) the the, the The moon (laughs) the moon thank you the moon yes also we do have the the moon is actually local to here (laughs) you have lunar Uh, landscapes for the lunar landscape yeah it's tough guy Uh, the eye of mordor darn it (laughs) (laughs) as soon as i said it i remembered where that was Okay, um, sorry, go ahead. Narnia. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. dang it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you win. You win. <laughs> the, the boat from King Kong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, by the way, is sitting right now in the Wellington Harbor. Mm, really? Uh, I pass cool. it every time I go out to the airport. Uh, anyway, how how often do you go to the airport? Well, recently quite a bit. Interesting. Uh, and I'll, I'll get to that. Okay. Um, so anyway, I, uh, I came down to Wellington and uh, immediately got You started in Auckland, involved. right? You- I started out in Auckland. I was there a couple months. And Auckland is kind of like L.A. Okay. You know, it's, it's real spread out. Pretentious. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a little pretentious. Um, when I think of Auckland, New Zealand, yeah, yes, I think Yes, it's of- extremely noncommittal. In fact, it, like... And, and it's hard to get anyone to do anything because yep. everyone's so spread out. You know, everyone lives an hour from the uh, center of the city. So it gets to be like 8 o'clock and everyone's like, well, better go home. <laughs> like, I'm just waking up at this point, you know. Um, so I decided to come down to Wellington and immediately got involved in a great church and met a lot of great people. And uh, just felt like there was a, a big process of healing that went on. Uh you know, through uh, just chats with my pastor and some of my good friends and everything, and uh, got to know uh, a couple of girls who lived in this uh, this flat full of it was like six girls in this flat, which hey. is a, a recipe for disaster. Uh, now, don't get me wrong; six guys in a flat is a recipe for generally like. Lyme disease? <laughs> yeah, Musky. like an, animalistic filth. Musty classic. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but at any rate, uh, they decided they wanted to do a big party one time, and uh, I offered for some reason to cook for it. Hmm. And so... Uh, I've never known you to cook. I've never known you to cook. 
I, I just I'm actually like a, a very good cook. I, I like to cook very much. I, I just picture and, Frank uh, Costanza, you know, cooking for the, <laughs> the Jewish yeah. shingles of yeah for all the no! for all the GIs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he overseasoned. <laughs> yeah. Not again. I Thankfully, sent 16 minimites to the latrine that night. <laughs> <laughs> and Thankfully, I didn't overseason. At any rate, uh, I was. We were coordinating when we were going to go to the supermarket and get all this food, and so they sent the one person in the flat who had a vehicle to come pick me up to go. And I'm sitting there. I was uh, out with I some friends. More time. By vehicle, do you mean sheep? <laughs> Jesse, I, I will purchase a plane ticket to Virginia and fly there just for the purpose of savagely beating you. Um, Jesse, he is more like Obama than you think. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't, yeah. you don't right, want to mess right with that. Right now, I'm just trying to shoo you away. That's the last interruption, I swear. <laughs> uh-huh. Um <laughs> So, uh, anyway, you know, I was sitting around with some friends and thinking, man, I don't want to go grocery shopping with some girl I don't know. Like, I'll just, I'll go shopping and then I'll ask her to come back here and hang out with my friends more. I got in the car and immediately we launched into a discussion on politics. Uh, and you know, we're both crazy liberal socialists. And, uh, so, uh, we we had this very passionate discussion about uh how much we hated one of the the uh political parties here and uh the only thing i knew about this girl because she went to my church and so i knew a little bit about her the only thing i knew about her is that she had actually gone to a grocery store a couple weeks prior bought a carton of eggs and driven by where these uh you know uh where they're having a rally for this political party and egged them and I thought immediately, like, man, that girl sounds really cool. And so uh, we launch into this big discussion on politics, and then we go from there into music and everything. And by the time we got to the grocery store, I was like, I'm really smitten. And uh, so then we went back to uh, to her place, and you know, uh, where all these girls lived, and you know, there are all these girls there, and we just end up sitting and talking and like. Uh, going through her CDs, I'm looking through her CDs. Like this is a clone of my iTunes. Like okay, stuff like Dinosaur Junior and things like that. Um, so she has terrible like, taste. Yeah, <laughs> obscure stuff. That, yeah. Like, and then she would say stuff like, "Okay, I'm really embarrassed to admit this, but I love Fleetwood Mac." And okay, I adore Fleetwood Mac, <laughs> and I'm embarrassed to admit it too. Um, Question: Did you ever end up cooking? Yes, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. The next day. Oh, the okay. Next day. okay. All right. Because it was actually we were planning for the next day. Oh, I would say, was, or was everybody just waiting <laughs> that entire time? You was finally that, yeah, got was around everyone to just it. Starving in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everyone sitting around just banging their knives and forks on a table. <laughs> you guys, uh, I love Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're hungry. <laughs> um, but uh you anyway, know, you know yeah, I love time, food. Uh, you know, as everyone else is watching us sit there talking, they're like, "Man, how have you guys not been best friends before right now?" And that was my thought. Is like, "Man, I can't believe that I've spent as much time at that point it was like a couple weeks in Wellington as I have without just spending every waking moment with this person." And 
yeah, we just completely fell head over heels for each other. And uh, then about two weeks ago now, we got married and uh, my parents came over, my brother came over, uh, one of my best friends, Justin Whittinghill, uh, came over. Uh, so it was a, a good time was had by all. Did your and, parents uh, have to give her parents 10,000 sheep? <laughs> or was it the other way around? The hand is hovering. It's hovering. <laughs> right now it's just chewing. <laughs> yeah, the eyes are squinting and the point is for action. It's, it's poised for action right now. <laughs> is that, is that, is that, is that, laughing. Is that how you discipline her? The hand is hovering. <laughs> keep her in line. Yeah, that wouldn't work. Well, your wedding, looks, at you. your wedding looked beautiful. I saw some pictures on Facebook, and you're skinny. Yeah, I'm about a buck seventy. Good job. And that's it's all just from Wellington being very, very hilly. Long, <laughs> long time podcast listeners will remember that at one point uh, Adam said he was deucing a quarter. So that's, <laughs> that's right, a did. huge, huge change. He lost yeah. a small child. <laughs> yeah, well, small I think child. when I came here, I was about a deuce ten. Okay, and then somehow, uh, just through walking and eating absolute garbage, uh, managed to hit a buck seventy. Uh, you, so you are homeless. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, garbage a bit more metaphorically. Oh, all right. Uh, I'm trying to put the pieces together. Still, I'm, I'm not sure. There's a lot of mystery here. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I like it. I like to keep it that way. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was a very beautiful wedding. We had a beautiful old, the oldest church in New, uh, in New Zealand, I believe. Yeah, it uh, was amazing looking. Oh yeah, it's just gorgeous, and uh, a great time was had by all. We our our wedding reception was just a nice big party. We had a lot of people come up to us and thank us for not having a sit down meal, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it's just a good party, and then. Uh, just went up the coast to uh, to the beach on honeymoon, which you know it sounds luxurious to go up to the beach, but then remember it's the dead of winter here, and it was very very cold <laughs> the whole time. And then you stole internet. In I car. stole internet sitting outside my friend Sam, who's also who also performed our wedding ceremony. He's also our pastor. Um, oh, sat outside his parents' house. Uh, very conspicuously and somehow I did this every day of the honeymoon and they only noticed me out there on the last day <laughs> so your pastor endorses this this marriage union <laughs> oh the union yes very much so very much so um, yeah basically you know my parents are just absolutely crazy about her uh, all our friends our pastors everyone is just like this is essentially the most perfect match ever. We did pre-marriage counseling with one of our other pastors, and he uh, he and his wife were like, you guys are just ridiculously compatible. <laughs> well, that's the thing that uh, I've never heard before, because I've always thought that opposites attract. And you guys are like kind of like when Jerry... When George was dating that girl who looked a lot like Jerry, <laughs> no, 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 it's not that. It's it's when Jerry started dating Janine Garofalo and they got engaged, right? Because they were exactly the same. Do you remember that? Yeah, you don't I remember do. that? No, oh, I, I remember. Yeah, um, that, you know, that the was whole freaky. idea of opposites attract. I don't think is really borne out very well in uh, most relationship things I've heard. Uh, I think opposites on some right. 
in some capacities, but I mean, my goodness, you have to have at least similar interests and life yeah. goals. And well, and know, like Jerry said, he realized what he was that. looking for all those years himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, if that were really true, I would be married to like an elderly woman that didn't even speak English. If I was a track. Oh, oh, okay. I was like, I think you're saying what? that that's who you were, like, that's what you're like. <laughs> that was your yeah, that's, my similar interests are only elderly women. <laughs> and, and no, but you know what I'm saying? If it's, if it's really opposites, then, you know, right. it's really yeah, opposites. Yeah, that's one of those old adage, adages that doesn't actually have much root in reality. Because even yeah. people who have very, you know, even when an extrovert marries an introvert, they still have common goals and interests. And, you know, I mean, yeah. right. Something brought them together. Right. Lusty. Lustiness. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully not lustiness. <laughs> and but at any rate, yeah, two weeks in, I can say it's fantastic. Congratulations. It's, uh, Congratulations, it's, man. Yeah, it's absolutely great. If you'd like send, to send Adam a um, wedding present, you can do so where? 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 Where can they send you a wedding present? Or just write on the envelope, New Zealand, and it'll get <laughs> to show up. It'll get yeah. Write my name and uh, actually send it yeah. to a relevant offices. You guys have my home address. Yeah, yeah. We'll send it to Adam. We'll there send you it go. Over, yeah. If you want to give him a card and whatnot, you can find our address a big online. Grill. Or it, yeah, don't send don't a grill. Send a grill. We don't want to pay for shipping yeah. of a grill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Keep, keep the items small. Yeah, and you wanted a washer and dryer. I right? live <laughs> in. I, I live in a tiny, tiny flat. So, so washer and dryer. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I catch your hint there. So tiny flat. So it's kind of like in New Zealand, humans are like goldfish, and their size adjusts to their their living container. Because you're shrinking, and you've right. gotten much got smaller. Because yeah, yeah. Because you couldn't live in a big think, hole. <laughs> Cameron, I think you should write a weight loss book. I think I think the whole healthy eating and exercise is all wrong. I think it's the size of your apartment. When, when yeah, we lived, when mine and I lived in a big house, I was, I was morbidly obese. We moved to a little condo. I got svelte, and now we're in a medium-sized house, I, and I'm back to pudgy. So, I, I remember when you were in that big house, how you would have to go everywhere in that power school. You know, I had a little rascal, and it wasn't for fun. And I had to like <laughs> roll out of it and into the car where Maya would put me in the trunk area because I couldn't fit in the in the human seats yeah. in the front. And he had a special van the for the rascal <laughs> with re- with reinforced suspension. And Maya said, "We've got to go to a modern condo downtown, or else I don't I can't do this anymore." Yeah, it's health reasons. Yeah. Hey, uh, Maya's got to run. She's going to see a uh, movie. Which one, Maya? Night at the museum too. <laughs> 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 I'm seeing it for free and I'm seeing it with a kid. All right. So, so yeah. All right, guys. See you later. Have fun. Yeah. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that'll do it for our uh, Adam update segment. It'll be a weekly segment now. I'm kidding. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully you don't have a, an epic story like that every week. I'm just. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling kind of ready to relax at this point.
You're listening to the Yeah Yeah Yeahs. The song is Zero from their new album. It's Blitz. I love that album. Not as uh, groundbreakingly epic as their last album, but still a great album. A a good Yeah Yeah Yeahs album is still a great album in my opinion. So that's very true. Barcelona. Uh, they nothing's changed. They're still a band from Seattle. They still have the same people. This is song number two. Remember, their current album right now is Absolutes on Universal Motown. And they're on tour right now with Copeland. Here is Barcelona. This is a song called uh, It's About Time. One more day down these stairs This room is cold now and it hurts like her But he holds tight, he stares It's almost over and it's running through his head They don't know they don't know more than I show She's walking up to him so slowly It's about time, it's about time to fly away But wait, this one is different cause she's lost Fold your wings, you need them all one day. One more smile, one more bed. Her eyes are dark now and they hurt like hell But she's so still that she's dead She knows it's over she holds her head and says No, they can't love me No, they can't love what I don't show Times when I drown you with these perfect lines And you've heard me say that I can cure you But this morning I woke up with this overwhelming fear of love And I'm not sure if I can resurrect you
about time, it's about time to fly away, but wait, I swear it's different cause I'm You're listening to Barcelona. Check them out at myspace.com slash Barcelona. listening to Animal Collective. The song is My Girls from their album Meriwether Post Pavilion. Meriwether Post Pavilion. Great album. Great album. Feedback is what we're in right now. And feedback today is brought to you by the third sponsor of this podcast, Kingdom Bound 2009, The Gospel Through the Arts, taking place August 2nd through the 5th at Darien Lake Theme Park Resort in upstate New York. For more information, reservations, and tickets, Log on to kingdombound.org. Okay, so last week, uh, your your feedback. Last week, Jesse came up with the question all by himself. <laughs> Aww. And hey, I do really good slices, all right? So <laughs> just keep that in mind. Jesse, can you recap the question? Can you capture its essence? Can you re- recap the question again for everybody? Uh, absolutely. Uh, well, Adam brought to us a, a fascinating story about a scientist who went to do all this research to prove how a zombie would exist and function. So I said, if you had the aid of science to confirm something to you that may be mythical or just something you've been curious about, what would it be? Right. And, and I can tell you we got six <laughs> replies. <laughs> Yeah, yeah it's, it, that, that question gets the same amount as when we ask about like the, the most – the humanitarian calls they're most passionate about. Yeah. You know? or, or like or something deeply theological or serious. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. It is an interesting question though, Jesse. Yeah. Like if science could prove some kind of mythical thing to you, what would you want it to prove? That's, yeah. that's essentially what you're saying? Like, yeah. Like yeah. okay, uh, like the – the existence or non-existence of Bigfoot, for example. You know, yeah. Is that the vein we're going for? Yeah, and I said basically you could watch – if you watch Discovery Channel at around 4 in the morning any given night, there's lots of material here for you right. because yeah. that's pretty much what their late-night programming is. You yeah, know? like basically if you watch the Monster Quest or something where they actually on one episode actually ensnare Bigfoot – and then scientifically test them and like, okay, yeah, that, that one's solved. We've got Bigfoot. It's, yeah. You know, or, you know, hey, turns out Chupacabra, it is an alien, you know? Right. That kind of stuff. Yeah. I can talk for no, hours I'm about it. Coast to, coast to coast, man. I hear you, man. George Norrie. Anyway, yeah. so, so what, what, what was the feedback we did get? Well, there, there actually was a second question because – uh, there was a lot of activity going on in last week's podcast, and Tyler was in a car driving from Nashville to Indiana. 
And late in the podcast, he kind of dropped out. He was quiet for a long period of time. What people don't know is that, uh, and what kind of made the editing room floor, is that he was doing a variety of activities while recording the podcast, one of which he was in a Target buying Guitar Hero for his dad uh, while recording the podcast. And so we, we thought it was kind of funny that he was doing so many things and multitasking so poorly. And, uh, and so we thought, you know, maybe this could be a recurring segment. If it was, what would you want us to have Tyler do? And then Tyler would do those things. So This is like that show on VH1 with New York. You guys don't sound like you've seen that show. No. Uh, where, where, okay, you know New York from Flavor of Love? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. okay. I thought, I thought you meant the city. Oh, no. No, come on now. It's like, yes, I have heard of the city. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it's, it's a no, chick from Flavor of Love, like season one, and you, you know, viewers can pick where she's going to work that week, you know? Like, they list, uh, like, three jobs, like a dog trainer, a clown for a kid's party, or a waitress, and you vote, you know? And then she has to do whatever you vote for. Gotcha. Yeah, so it's a lot like that. <laughs> so the, the feedback will kind of toggle back uh, between those two things. So uh, Jeremy Duncan wrote in. He said his scientific inquiry would be, what is the effect of being sold out of the trunk of a car on the psyche of baby turtles? <laughs> it can't be good. See, that would be fascinating research. Yeah, and then he says, and then what Tyler should do during the podcast is uh, man a baby turtle stand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, again, killing two birds with one stone. He could he could analyze the mood of the baby turtles. I like yeah, it. I like the way he's thinking here. I like it. Avery Moore wrote in, said, uh, what I want Tyler to do, very simple, a 25-yard crab walk sprint between Maya and Tyler. Uh, the loser has to feed the winner a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Jesse gets to choose the flavor, of course. That's do you think creepy. Do you, yeah, do you think it's really fair at, at this point? Like that Maya should really be doing crab walk races? Yeah, people, she's five and a half months pregnant. Oh, we haven't exactly announced that, have we? I don't know. Maya, I think you did. Maya's pregnant. We know that it's going to be a boy. So in mid-October, I'm going to be the father of a boy. And... um I've already got things planned for him, so I'm excited. Thor Strang. I actually have been trying to come up with names, and I asked people on Twitter the other day for name suggestions. I, I, I saw got, quite the response to that. I got more than 200 replies um, to to my inquiry. Several of them were Van Gundy Strang. <laughs> I saw Hito Dwight Strang. Yeah, Dwight Howard Strang, uh, a, lot of, a lot of magic ones, and then there was uh, some actual real ones. I, I really am. I have no idea. We can't find a name. We've been thinking you about it. For, you can't go wrong with something like Octavian. <laughs> it's it's regal and it's tough. And you know? if if things don't work out and he wants to become a villain, it's perfect. Yep. So so maybe so maybe that should be a uh, question of the week this week. Maya and I never we swore when we found out we were pregnant we would never. Like um, prostitute our, our our child by you know bringing it into the podcast or asking about names and stuff like that. But we this, are so this is a world they didn't ask for. We are so stumped. We have no idea what to name this kid that we actually um, would like suggestions. So maybe I'll keep that in mind. Um, <laughs> you may you may want to run that one by Maya one more time before it makes the final edit. 
No, no, she's actually okay with it because I twittered it with her really? permission. Yeah, yeah, we're really stumped. Yeah, I just gave you a good one, Octavian. <laughs> I like it. Both of them. They're both no, good. No, no one's going to mess with Octavian in school. Or Thor. Or Octavian Thor. So, okay, uh, that's your feedback. So so now we need this week's editorial question of the week. Here it is. Editorial question of the week. Okay, so earlier in the podcast, um, we, we pimped Adam out, and he sold his soul and his life story for your entertainment. And I'm now, not proud of <laughs> please, please don't re- request my wife as a friend on Facebook. <laughs> now we want to pimp you out, and we would like um, this week's editorial question is: We would like to know your disastrous, hilarious, otherwise entertaining uh, honeymoon or wedding stories. Now, there's going to be something different this week. We don't want you to write in to our email address anymore, ever again. We now have each episode of the podcast at relevantmagazine.com, and you can post comments right there on the podcast article. So what we want you to do is go to relevantmagazine.com, and on the article page for this week's podcast, post your comment there. Tell us your story, your feedback. We're going to then, when we record the podcast, pull up that page and read from that feedback list. So you can actually interact with each other. You can you know do whatever, and we thought it would be a great way to kind of shift the feedback dynamic, so you guys can actually interact with each other too, and see the feedback that didn't make it on the air. So yeah, now be warned: if you don't follow the instructions and you write into the old account, you will be banned from downloading the podcast for life. <laughs> and when you do try to download it, the, the normal podcasts that uh, you're accustomed to will be replaced by a screeching klaxon alarm that you cannot turn off. So, so I think it's only fair. The stakes are high here. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're just it, trying to be fair, people. The, the reason yeah. why we're shifting it is that on this page, now I can actually post other things that maybe we talked about during the podcast or didn't make it onto the podcast. For example, uh, last week we played two. Well, I guess three if you count the little bonus one at the end, uh, songs from Heath McNeese. But he recorded several more. And they're actually, you know, very similar, just as good. And I have them mixed, they're ready to go. But I did I couldn't put five songs on the podcast. Well, on the podcast page for last week's podcast, I can throw the Heath McNeese tracks up there that you didn't hear. Um I if we talk about a YouTube video, we could throw the YouTube video on that page as well. So there's a whole little dynamic that you can go and experience a little bit more stuff from the podcast each week at the podcast page at realmagazine.com and then post your feedback. What I think would be cool is that, you know, there are literally weeks where we could get 200 replies to an editorial question. We can only read like, you know, 10. So now you can see the other 190 and make fun of the people who's for lame. Nice. You can play it. I like it. Yeah. Any avenue to make fun of people, I'm all for. <laughs> um, okay, a couple of relevant updates before we sign off. Uh, also at the site right now, we have our road crew out on the road hitting up all the summer music festivals, and they are every day posting content from the road. So there's a road blog, there's band interviews, there's video, there's photo galleries of all the different uh, festivals. Last week, they're at a live festival, so that's all up on the site. This week, they're going to be at... Um, um, da, 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 creation Northeast, I think. And then the week after that, um, nuts. Alive's in Ohio, creation Northeast and is in Pennsylvania. And Cornerstone. Then, no, Cornerstone is in the second leg. That's in early July. 
Okay. Which I'm going to be out of Cornerstone. Anyway, check it out. You'll see every day stuff from the road. The, the first post that they did was a video of them arriving at 4.30 in the morning, and Jared looks dead. It's, um, you know, Adam, you know, Jared, old editorial oh, intern, Jared is our, oh, yeah. Jared. he's our road content editor this summer. That's awesome. So he's going to be on camera interviewing all the bands. He's writing the blogs and uh, it's already very entertaining. I'm having fun watching that. So yeah, so you can see that at relevantmagazine.com while you're there. Check out the podcast page as well. Well, I guess with that, we'll wrap it. Uh, you know, many thanks to Barcelona for coming in. Again, they are from Seattle, Washington. You can check them out at myspace.com slash Barcelona. Uh, they're on tour right now with Copeland, and their current album is Absolutes. It's on Universal Records slash Motown. Um, and and, and um, we have actually a glut of interns here this summer. Um, and like a glut, like 17 of them, more than I ever remember us having. And I can't remember their names for the life of me. I mean, I, I, I know Ad Brad and I know uh, Beardy and I know Pant Roll. You know, I, <laughs> Zitz, I know him. I don't, I don't. So I, I'm having trouble here. But next week, we're going to introduce you to some of them, like we do every summer, kind of meet the interns. We'll have them play some games. So, uh, we'll, you know, make sure to tune in for that next week. So, well, I guess on that note, we'll wrap it on behalf of Maya, who is watching a terrible movie. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Adam Smith. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. I've been led on to think that we've been trying for too long. That every time we drift, we're forcing what is wrong. At last, that voice is gone. Please take your time But you've got to know that I am taking sides Oh, you look good with your patient face And wandering eyes Well, don't hold this war inside You've done nothing at all To make me love you less So come back when you can So far from everything you know Your big dream is crashing down And out your door So wake up and dream once more